Warning, Serious Business is a podcast about the Midnight Crew, see? And don't you forget it. Hello, and welcome to Serious Business, a podcast where we talk about the intermission of Homestuck. My name is Sam, my pronouns are he, him, and in my hat, I have two dropia, which I am never going to eat, because I think they're gross. But I have them. Hi, my name is Samariel, my pronouns are they, them, and in my uh, swanky looking hat, I keep two fun-sized baggies of Skittles. Taste the rainbow, bitch! And I am Bastion, my pronouns are he, they, and in my hat, I keep two candy hearts, because... I have no taste, and I like the taste of chalk. We love you all the same. In my hat, I have Necco wafers. Uh, <laughs> mm, chalk. I have two rocks. <laughs> mm, rocks. Okay, Charlie Brown. I got a rock. All right. Uh, intermission, baby! Welcome back. It's the intermission. The yeah. worst part of Homestuck. The story That's between the story. Mm. That's definitely not true. What's what's a good tagline for the intermission? The intermission. No, it's not skippable. It's not relevant until it is. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's Homestuck's intermission. Unsurprisingly, it follows the Midnight Crew since you know every time the characters go to check MSPA, they see the Midnight Crew, and here we are with the Except Midnight for Crew. When they saw the intermission, which was Homestuck. Yeah. The intermission of the intermission is the actual comic. It's a it's like a weird sandwich thing. It's a weird Ouroboros cyclical sandwich. Definitely gives you indigestion. Yeah. There's a lot here. We're not going to cover all of it. It's a lot of time travel loops. It's a lot like Problem Sleuth. Because it starts out establishing itself as this, like, noir of your... You're this gangster spade slick and you're going to go in and you're going to heist these fucks and you're going to kill as many of them as you want. But then it it turns into this like sci-fi heist also like and it's it's such an interesting like genre shift. Time heist. Time Time heist. Time Time heist. Time heist. It rocks. It, It really rocks. It's overall... I am not a smart man. The intricacies of time travel, time logic, time science, they are beyond my grasp uh, many a times. But this was very enjoyable to read still because you could kind of just be like, okay, sure, this is a thing that's going on and it comes back to bite people in the ass in this particular way. That's fun. I don't understand what's going on, but I accept it. Exactly, exactly. I accept it. It's part of the internet. And uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. And then, you know, it takes that sort of hard shift at the end where it's like, oh, hold on. This is textually relevant. I mean, there are moments in the thing where you're like, wait a minute, is that a... But the story keeps moving. You don't really have time to think about it. And then at the end, it becomes textually relevant. And you're like, wait, hold on. Hold on. I've been tricked. Uh, Yeah. The genre shift was a distraction. And this is why you cannot skip the intermission. Exactly. I'm a little, like, meh about, um, because they, they, they set us up with this whole, like, oh, here's all the different gangsters. They're all named after uh, billiard balls and, and their numbers. Uh, but we don't know the mysterious eight ball. And I was like, okay, this could be interesting. And then it's like, oh, the mysterious eight ball is a sexy woman. And I was like, oh. 
Okay. Well, I mean, she's a sexy woman who can't be killed. Sure. It's still just like, all yeah. right. No, that's fair. <laughs> it's still interesting. It's still fun. It did sort of be like, ah, hmm. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see how you've misled me with Snowman. Oh sure. I mean, I knew it was it's... gonna be like, here's the competent, special, cool one. Except that uh, was crowbar. I knew that was going to. Sure. Yeah. But it's like this. This one goes above and beyond because it's it's the eight ball. And it's that the makes last it. And then, it, and then and then it was and then it, and then it was a sexy woman. And I was like, okay. With a nice belt. With a nice belt. Because. What zero? Because eight. Because zero. Yeah. 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 Which which brings up the question: Why there are no zero ball in pool? Oh, it's the cue ball. Duh. Never mind. Which begs the question: Where's the cue ball in the felt gang? The cue ball, which canonically in Homestuck is suspiciously good at knowing the future. Too bad it can't tell anybody. Yes. And you say you're bad at red stringing. Uh, but that's the thing. Uh, before we hop in with a summary, I want to read quick notes from Hussey. There's a lot of notes on the intermission here. I'm not going to read a whole bunch of them. Uh, <laughs> I just want to read this first one. Did I just make a relevant connection on accident? Yes. Sam, Sam, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam, you have made relevant connections on accident more than once, and I have pulled them out in editing so that I mean, when I we know, get to those points, I can play them back for you. This is the first one that I actually you. was like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. You were doing important things. Go ahead. No, I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank, thank you. Thank you read you. strung. I did it. I strung a red. Oh, no. I'm going to. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Who's ready for the Midnight Crew intermission? Uh, this is from Hussey. I know I was when I made it. By this point, it was very clear to me how different it felt to make Homestuck than it did to making Problem Sleuth. Homestuck was very much labor-intensive and more mechanically constructed and planned in terms of system design, world building, and density on detail, not to mention the rapidly escalating animation demands. After finishing Act 3, I wanted to mix in some action that felt more like Problem Sleuth, lighter on animation, heavier on silly bullshit, and more driven by reader commands. The result is a thing that's indisputably super-duper good and funny. I mean, is it though, hussy? But at the time, it did read as a radical departure from Homestuck's story arc. This is misleading, though. Virtually every idea and character introduced here turns out to be important later on. The felt's mysterious and elusive mob boss in particular. And then continuing. Maybe I mentioned earlier that Spade Slick was once a non-canon problem sleuth villain in some bonus content requested by the reader. I don't remember if I mentioned that. I don't remember what I was had for fucking breakfast today. Please bear with me. I decided to appropriate the character as a homestuck villain by stripping his old gangster duds, naming him Jack Noir, and immersing him in some lore about Carapatians and fancy kingdoms. But now, confusingly, here's Jack again in his old Midnight Crew attire under his former alias about to go on a silly mansion caper. What is going on? This is confusing. Or isn't it? Yes. Confusing, but more important, comprehensible given enough of your time and attention to horse shit, God willing. Yeah, our protagonist here is Spade Slick. He has the same sprite as Jack Noir. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting note on the origin of Spade Slick uh, because Wortman notes towards the end of the section that uh, David Brunner was the writer of a fan comic who created the Midnight Crew and paid Hussey to use them in the comic. Um, oh, it's hopefully all the rights issues were sorted out at the time because it would suck to have that cause problems down the road. This. 
will be in no way relevant to the way that Homestuck does business later on. Yeah. It's also interesting when it comes to things like vast error, but we'll talk about that later. But that actually tracks that Jack Noir has this like original relevance, at least to my brain, Mm -hmm. because as I know I keep bringing up my sister's cat, his original name was Blackjack. And the rules for Blackjack. Yeah, yeah, we the rules for blackjack show up in this. It's a card game. It, it's very relevant, yeah. and like she changed it to Jack Noir because it would be, it's more of a name that way. Yeah. So it, it I, I did have that connection in my brain. Uh, I didn't realize it was like a genuine, actual connection. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so with the intermission, we start out uh, with that genre shift. We are now back in a point and click from uh, Homestuck's more sims interface and we are in a noir gritty crime uh setting uh yeah following this whole segment was so gory there's so much blood all over yeah the the intermission as is problems um, with yeah is dealing with adults spade slick and the midnight crew and the felt are adults to homestuck's children and it's not Valid. just violence. We deal with more uh, sex, uh, nudity. Like, we get a lot more so-called adult themes in the intermission. So uh, with the noir genre, we also get uh, Spade Slick um, likely being a reference to Sam Spade, a character in The Maltese Falcon, one of the like iconic pieces of noir crime literature. The inventory system uh, is similar to Problems with Luth, uh, with sort of an item duology where all of the items that the members of the Midnight Crew carry around are both items and cards, which has been introduced in Problems with, but I think this is the first time we're seeing it in Homestuck. Yeah, I think it is. So uh, we relatively quickly established that. Uh, we quickly established that Spade Slick has no idea what the fuck a human is. Um, he wants to destroy some clocks. Wants to destroy some clocks. We see that uh, on mspainadventures.com for Spade Slick is Homestuck, the, the comic. A boy stands in his room. It is his 13th birthday, etc., etc. Um, hmm. We learn about the felt. Some of them have already been offed. Many of them remain on the table, the pool table, because they're all pool villains, pool balls. They're all pool balls. And their hats are all the patterns of the and pool their balls. Hats are the patterns of the pool balls. And their names mm-hmm. are related to their numbers. And this is something I did not realize until it was pointed out to me. And I yeah, I, kind of... Same. I, I got it. I got it. And I thought it was super fun and clever. Yeah. I like witticisms. I think they're fun. We've also got... Uh, one of Jack, sorry, one of Slick's uh, items is the rules for Blackjack, which is a card. And on the back, there is a barcode similar to the ones we have seen on the wrists of our exile characters. I'm sure that won't be relevant at all. Sam, you've read the end of the intermission for that. We don't have to. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. We've, Whatever. We've all done the reading. We all know it's relevant. Yeah. 
We all know what's happening, yeah. There is a note from Hussey here uh, which says, the arc of the intermission is pretty simple by Homestuck standards. Slick's gotta kill all the Midnight crew and then go kill Lord English. Murder, murder, murder. The fun of the caper involves getting to know these morons, seeing their stupid powers in play, and generally getting swept up in the delirious idiocy of the resulting time shenanigans until everything goes to shit. So somewhat of a microcosm of Homestuck itself. He also then goes on to note that this intermission is a good primer for some of the crazy time bullshit that happens in the future of the story so we keep getting sort of tutorials to homestuck and the intermission is our tutorial to very stupid time bullshit love that you don't have to understand it just have to have to accept it and i call it very stupid time bullshit i love very stupid time bullshit oh yeah oh yeah like it's it's very smart I'm I'm sure if I took the time to like graph it all out and like make some fucking 4D chess diagrams, I'd be absolutely astounded by how everything works together. Uh, but I'm I'm not that I can't think extra dimensionally, and so I just go, oh nice, nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 cool. The comic the comic does a loop, and I can go back and read the same thing over and over again. It's time. Yeah, that is. I I did like mm-hmm. that, uh. But but to that point, I do think the intermission is like well crafted. I think part of the like ugh the intermission comes from the fact that like we've gotten attached to these four kids and we've had our most intense flash animation yet, right? Like enter is there's a lot of going on at the end of Act Three, and it's like I want to see what happens next, and now I have to go through two hundred pages of something that feels irrelevant until we find out it's not irrelevant, and then. At that point, it kind of feels like I've lost my place in the story when I'm getting into the beginning of Act 4. Yeah, there is a little bit of that um, reader hostility uh, that we've talked about before in the, like, okay, we've, which, like, I I say that, but, like, that's also how a lot of old novels are constructed, too, where, like, I I remember Mm -hmm. still reading, like, the uh, Tale of Two Cities and, like, the first half of the book is just like, here's a chapter about this character. All right. Here's a chapter about another character. All right. Here's a chapter about a different character. And it's like, I don't have enough time with any of these characters to care about them. And then it's not till the second half of the book where they like start coming together and you're like, oh, okay, that's why I sat through all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Isn't that also partially though, because Dickens was publishing in magazines. Indeed. That, that like, was also a serially yeah. updating uh that work so uh, are we also got paid per word (laughs) homestuck is the the inheritor of uh dickens legacy yes i thought homestuck was the ulysses of the internet that too why not both you know homestuck but then we meet does does uh fate slick wants to destroy some clocks uh and then we start meeting members of the Felt. They all got weird powers. And members of the Midnight Crew. Uh, Club Stoos, uh is truly the best member of the Midnight Crew, if we're being honest. Club Deuce is good as in, like, the genuine meaning of the word. Whereas, like, Diamond's Droog is good as in, like, good good gangster. Club Deuce is just very fun, very stupid. Like, the epitome of no thoughts, head empty. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, 
which actually, yeah, we'll come back to that when we get to the best quote in all of Homestuck. So we meet the two ball of the felt does who can slow down time for himself. That is, does move slow. It's a shitty superpower. Enough said. Then we meet Itchy. Itchy moves, moves fast. Better superpower. He swaps around everyone's hats and then Spades kills him. That's the end of Itchy. So not that great of a superpower after all. Gets tricked by getting tripped. Exploiting people's superpowers to find ways to get their ass is very good. I enjoy that. We meet Dai, who has a weird doll with pins in it. Then we go back to Club's Deuce. Does some inventory, inventory faffing around, around. Puts a block of C4 on his head. Then puts the hat on top of that. Top of the C4, yep. Then for a while we're Diamond's Droog, who's the like suave uh, lieutenant, lieutenant of the Midnight Crew, who's got the uh, backup suits and backup hats. Um, he keeps them <laughs> in a brausoleum, which is very, very good. I don't know, I'm partial to the Wrath Tub myself. The Wrath Tub is also very, very good. We've established that I have a soft spot for mausoleums, so that's that's but, just yeah. that's just me, that's baby. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mausoleums with fancy clothes inside. Sign Sounds them like a party. Up. Anyways, so yeah. Then Diamond Strew gets cold cocked from the future um, by Trace, who follows your past trail and can interact with people in the past from the future. He can trace you. Yep. The trouble is, uh, whenever he messes from you from the future, that lets the past you know where he's going to be in the future. So then you can go. We're, we're moving fast here. We're going back to... We go to an alternate timeline where the six ball, Die is playing poker with Itchy. Itchy cheats and makes it so he wins. And then Die pulls Itchy's pin out of his doll, thus going to a timeline where Itchy is dead, he because that's what happens with puts Dai's the pin thing. in the doll. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. If he pulls the pin out, then you, he goes when you're alive. If he puts the pin in, he goes somewhere where you're okay. dead. Someone, I guess. He then has a pin uh, with a spade on it, and he puts that one in, going to a timeline where Spade's Slick is dead. And shows up in a vast alien desert with two moons, one green and one pink. Uh, because Spade Slick literally made this town. Stick a pin in that, but don't kill it. Uh, <laughs> then we go to Hearts Boxcars, who we have also seen before in Homestuck proper as the burly, safe-wielding antagonist who is absolutely trounced by dad. Uh, however, he seems to have encountered a safe that even he cannot lift. Bum bum. It's got a big clock Dad on it. Dad could lift it. Probably. Dad Probably. Egbert must open. Please character. nerf. <laughs> so we find his candy and his uh, illicit reading material of choice, uh, and then, with a sense of utter dread, we meet Biscuits, uh, who is. The smartest member Biscuits. of the felt. Biscuits is great. Biscuits has an oven. He thinks that when he goes in the oven and sets the timer, he travels it forward in time that amount of time. And you know what? He's not wrong. He just travels at a rate of one second per second. Biscuits is the 13 ball and of the felt. The Hearthbox Horse is like, okay, it's just Biscuits. It's just this idiot. That's fine. You only have to worry if Biscuits is with eggs. 
And then Ba-bum. Eggs shows up. And then Eggs shows up. And then Eggs shows up. And then Eggs shows up. Eggs' power is never explained. He's got an egg timer that lets him travel in time. He's an idiot and won't stop time traveling, so you just get a whole bunch of eggs in Sounds one place. Right. Often this is used in coordination the, with biscuits. The author's note from Hussey is, nice was thinking of eggs and biscuits. I thought it would be really funny if there was a sci-fi story where people use time travel, but everyone using time travel was aggressively stupid, didn't hesitate to use it for any reason at all, and never, ever stopped using it once they started. Of course, writing such a story would entail creating an insane mess far beyond even homesick standards, and that's why I didn't really write it. I just had to introduce the characters and then check back on them now again into this document, Heartsbox Scar's gradual descent into inconsolable despair. Heartsbox Scar's loss is our game because eggs and biscuits are incredibly funny. Hell yeah. Yep. We then meet Finn. Finn has the opposite power of Trace in that Finn can see the future and mess with it. But, you know, when he messes with you, then you know where he has been. So it is, again, not super great all the time because Diamond's Drug uses it to light him the fuck up. Uh, Die comes back and Slick kills him. Slick gains Die's doll. Stuff happens. Uh, there's a bomb under someone's hat and three people die. I don't remember which ones. And then... We go back to Hearts Boxcars and Eggs and Biscuits, and Clover is there. Clover is the four ball of the felt, and it's never really said, but he's just super lucky. That's his power. He's a bit like the Riddler. He dances a lot. Fair enough. Not that the Riddler dances a lot, just that he also like says riddles and is like, oh. Time riddles, um, specifically. What a niche genre. And then we get a tease of Stitch. The tailor. He's just a tailor. With He's a, a good tailor. Dope ass jacket. A very yes, the Cairo fancy overcoat. Jacket belonging to one very elusive mob boss, Lord English. And the jacket's made of the fabric of space time, <laughs> which is good. It. He's just that good a tailor. He can make uh, shit out of the fabric it. of space time. Very good. Um, he also has like effigies of all the members of the felt denoted by their hats uh and if he fixes up the effigy then he like heals them there is a line hereabouts which says something about like you know the best gangs always have a doctor on hand uh and we're gonna put another pin in that just to leave it there and uh after that uh club's deuce busts into the room with the bull penis cane in hand c4 under his hat Says everybody out of the goddamn way. You got a hat full of bum, a fist full of penis, and a head full of empty. And that's the best goddamn line in all of Homestuck. It is a good line. He's very good. He's very good. I don't know that we can name the episode title that, though, because uh, I, I feel yeah, like fist full of penis I don't know. censored. Apple's cowards, so. Spades removes Crowbar's pin, thus traveling to a timeline where Crowbar isn't dead. Uh, and then we see a gunfight, and we get our reveal of Snowman, the eight ball of the felt, uh, in the intermissions only flash animation, page 1267, which is untitled. The song is Three in the Morning from the album Midnight Crew Drawing Dead. I love Three in the Morning. 
if I'm not mistaken, this is the only version of Three in the Morning that is used in the entirety of Homestuck, but I love every version of Three there in the Morning. There are several tracks in the browser that reference uh, Three in the Morning. We have not encountered any of them yet. Okay. It could be possible, but the, they're like the hidden bonus rooms. Snowman is a woman. Uh all the shots in this gunfight stop as she walks into the room because if you kill Snowman, you kill the universe. She sticks her cigarette holder in Slick's yeah. eye. Uh, and Snowman then walks is away. very much the like femme fatale of this noir. She's got the She's got the long lady. cigarette holder. She's got yep. the the wide brimmed hat, the long trench coat. Yep. Yes. In this alternate timeline where Crowbar is alive, also Sawsbuck is alive. Um, crowbar has no power. He's just has a crowbar. It's an important crowbar because this crowbar can pry anything out of a time loop. And also Crowbar is important because he's smart and the felt is actually a functioning gang when he's around. Imagine. Being competent. Also, Sawsbuck is here. Sawsbuck is like the tank of the felt, except when he gets maimed, he and you travel to a random point on the timeline. This happens a bit, and we see in the far past a exile draped in rags. An exile who uses the initials SS. Scurrilous Straggler. It's a Spade bum, Slick. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, but that would mean Spade Slick was a Carapacean. But wait, if Jack Noir's an NPC, and there are other people playing this game... With the same NPCs, it could be a different iteration of Jack wow. Noir. I think that makes sense. Slick uh, hops back to the original timeline with Sawsbuck and Crowbar in tow, and then promptly uh, kills but them. But because they're, they're, they're alternate uh, timeline versions of those mobsters, it only sort of counts, and it makes the like achievement tracking for Spade Slick's murders just very fun and that weird. much more convoluted yeah um <laughs> uh, we get the yep. like full time loop where the comic loops on itself and links back to earlier which i like it is it's a very good and like unique way of doing that that like you can really only do with a story that uses hyperlink um mm-hmm. unless you're going like the like choose your own adventure style yeah, yeah, like, like one of those paper flip books. back to yeah. page 38 and read the whole damn book again. I mean, I feel like it's surprising that the comic proper doesn't Time use loops? this. Except, wait, oh, of course, except the comic proper does use this, the linking back to itself, but not for we a had while. Kind of, it wasn't quite a full time loop, but we had, like, hyperlinks to... Because we, we, in the in the last episode, we got some uh, old, new conversations with Jade. And it would like link us back to yeah yes so it's not quite it's like a, a, like a that, time yeah. loop but it does yeah, let yeah. you like jump back to it's like oh this is no. where we were this is what we were doing yeah yeah there's also not a lot of time travel happening in the story yet like characters I mean, aren't going to there's a lot of time travel happening from the on the reader's perspective but not yes. not in the comic yet. Using their backup hats, Diamonds Droog makes up some effigies for the members of the Midnight Crew. And they make Stitch patch up Slick's eye, except, of course, his sprite is facing the wrong way. So he needs to flip his sprite so that his correct eye can be patched Your up again. Your scar's on the wrong side. <laughs> it is not on the wrong side! <laughs> oh, Avatar. 
Once again, Dante, Dante Bosco, Bosco is actually relevant to Homestar. I, oh, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm so excited to get to the Dante Bosco era of Homestuck. Okay. Rufio. 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 Also, can't <laughs> wait to uh, show Sam the Dante Bosco made fan song of Homestuck. I have heard that this is a thing that exists. Yeah, the the one with him in troll cosplay. Me and a buddy yes. recently watched like an old old film that had Dante Bosco in it, and I was it Hook? No, it was um. But I'm a cheerleader, oh. where he plays one of the kids in a, a gay conversion therapy camp. It's very fun. Oh. Um, but uh. Well, okay, hold on. Well, it's it's we could we could talk about this movie later. It's. I know, I but the the it's about gay conversion therapy. I mean, it's, it's fun. not a was not something it's I not expected. a serious like take on it. It's very okay. like I mean, one of the like counselors is RuPaul, so it's not like a serious, okay. intense like. But it yeah. Anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. Dante Bosco is in it, and Sam was like, "Oh, Dante Bosco, hold on, he's done Homestuck things." And I was like, "Wait, what? He has?" Uh, Spade Slick breaks Egg's, uh, egg timer, which then makes all the loops of eggs go away. And, uh, then Hearts Boxcars eats the head off of nom. eggs. Nom, which nom. is a, another, and then another goes back in the oven. reference. There's some more murders that happen. Um, we get actually a hint that Biscuits may not be entirely wrong about his oven's power. Um, because the bomb that Clubs Deuce puts in the oven set for a couple seconds goes off in the future. So it may be that the oven does give biscuits. The oven's the, sort of a, a stasis. A stasis effect. Here's a here's a thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've seen that a lot of the felt's powers kind of mirror each other, right? With like Trace and Finn and Itchy and Doze. And eggs and biscuits are put together a whole lot. What if... It is a, like, he time travels forward, but it's for him, right? And then it's the opposite would be eggs, where eggs, eggs makes is a bunch of time traveling forward for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm? yeah. I'd buy that. Slick starts to pry open the time safe, and Clover's like, yo, hey, don't do that. That's going to cause big problems. do it anyway. Uh, well, he doesn't get there quite yet. Uh, because first, of course... Uh, cans burst through the wall, Kool-Aid man style. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Hearts Box Course does a straight-up problem sleuth steal, the torso flail uh, battle technique. And then Cans punches Hearts Box Cars into... Into next week. No, into an entirely different calendar yeah, he year. He punches Diamond's Droogs uh, into next horses. week. Into next week. That's it, yeah. Which I love also just the literal, I'm going to punch a character into next week. And then it's like they show up in that square on the calendar. It's just, it's nice. If any DC writer took Calendar Man seriously, this is the shit they would do with him. And make him actually, like, interesting and powerful. This is the shit I was trying to do in high school when I did NaNoWriMo and had six different characters have different time travel powers. And one of them, their narrative power was they can just time travel to a different point in the narrative, which was entirely me as a writer being like, I don't want to write the middle bit. We're at the end. Fuck off. Hey, I've hit the word limit cool, for though. the day and we're done. 
Hey, I've been there. Fucking been there. And then Slick pries open the safe anyway and ends up in a timeline where everyone except for him and Snowman are dead. And presumably the big boss as well. Well, yeah. If Lord English can die. Inside the safe is a key that Spades has the key to. And then there's a barcode scanner and Spades got that. The rules of blackjack barcode. But, oh, no, Snowman shoots the card. But it's okay, because Spades has the barcode on his wrist, because he's in exile, because he's an NPC from a session of the game. But, oh, no, Snowman steals his arm with her whip, which is also named the Black Inches, which is, like, a dick joke, apparently. Yeah. Um, yes. Not a good one. <laughs> Not a great one. And then Snowman closes Spades inside the safe. But it's okay, because Spades can just flip his sprite turn ways i guess it's a good thing snowman didn't take yeah. both his arms and then inside the second and, door but, but before we get we that find uh we we should note that um spades now has a missing uh arm and a scar across his eye uh similar to, to the doll uh, a on visual john's bed motif similar to the doll on john's bed similar to nana sprite um god indeed uh, what's interesting, uh, Wortman notes here that it feels like there should be a reference to Odin here, um, who's very notable. I saw that for in the notes. Yeah, um, yeah, but he but got rid of his eye to yeah. get knowledge. Doesn't fit Spade Slick. Maybe it fits Nanosprite a little bit, but it does not fit Spade Slick. Yeah, no. In the slightest. I mean, I suppose Odin is sometimes like a war god. Which, yeah, he's like a war god, kind of a trickster sometimes. It sort of depends. Yeah. But I don't think it particularly tracks. No, Some people just lose eyes. It doesn't track to Spade Slick. It might track to Nana Sprite. Shrug. Um, so then, within the innermost part of this safe, we see an exile station. Uh, similar to what we've seen with 12, 12 screens. screens and one active screen. Some alien kid with a crab-looking sprite. He's got the uh, zodiac sign for cancer on his shirt. Um, in gray. In and gray. a sickle on his floor sickle, with some capsule Capsulog carbs. What might be a, um, a cruxite dowel, perhaps. And Spade seems to recognize this person because he he says, yep. this guy again, been a long time. And then he says, hey, kid, yeah, you. And then we get an up-close shot of the kid. Boy. You there. Boy. You there. Boy. Um, Except with a then, noir twist on it. Then we get is. the MS Paint Adventures in the uh, scribble style. Um this is a different scribble style, though. This is a different scribble style. Um, but it is another, like, less polished art style. Um, yeah. Oh. It's made and to mock the regular style. It's made of to mock the regular style of Homestuck. Um, and that gives us the confirmation that this is CG, carcinogeneticist. Um, it begins to dawn on you that everything you are about to do may prove to have been a colossal waste of time. And intermission. And that's, that's the, intermission. the intermission. Then we're done. Uh, the curtains close, and uh, 
we're on to Act Four. Um, Very interesting. But before we, can we? Here's my thing about the mm-hmm. intermission. Like, and I, I feel like I've said this a bit off before. I think the time travel stuff is fun, but also this does feel like some of the bits that, like, if Homestuck had an editor, what do you do about the intermission? Because it is important because it, like, sets up stuff that is yet to come. But also, it is such a whiplash from the end of Act 3 that it doesn't feel like anything is relevant. Mm -hmm. And how do you rectify those two? And can you rectify those two? And do you need to, right? Like, I read this a week ago, and I had to reread it today because I didn't remember anything that happened. But I remembered the important concepts that were introduced here like i mean a lot of it gets boiled down to time travel shenanigans people get murdered yeah yeah i think there's but also it's important because it starts to tee up the trolls there's definitely a lot of room in the intermission to tighten things up like you don't need every single like hit at saw's book uh, and every single like time jump Mm. like yeah. There's a lot of room to tighten things up. I don't think though that you need to worry so much about the like tone shift because like a serious reader is going to take that in stride and then appreciate it when those concepts come back and they tie in. And Homestuck's definitely done yeah. the like, oh, now you're over here, like kind of things. And I know it's yeah. this is a little bit more extreme than some of the ones we've had in the past, where it's like, this is all still within the same narrative and the same sort of, same four people of stuff going on. And this is very, very different from the stuff that we've seen before. But we do have sort of the precedent of, and now other thing. And I think for what it punishes you with with like okay all these things that i'm trying to understand it kind of pays off in the end of being like actually this is relevant this is part of the main narrative thank you for sticking with me here's this additional knowledge on you go yeah and and i will admit i am saying this partially for past sam who on his first time reading the intermission got to about like just about the part where we got Spade Slick as an exile teased and then went like, I don't want to read this anymore. That's fair. Um, and, and to push back a bit, I would say that the other times that Homestuck like switches perspectives drastically, like our first exile tease, it's for like one page. It is never for an amount of time as yeah. long as this. This is a very long uh, segment. And I don't, I think there are things that could be tidied up in here. Absolutely. There's some shenanigans that go on longer than they really need to this absolutely as we have said homestuck needs a goddamn editor um so i i fully understand like the the resistance to it like i am not you are that is valid as hell um also we should note that there are two members of the felt that we don't actually meet in this intermission uh matchsticks and quarters the 11 and 14 are dead before the intermission starts and in all the time hopping that happens, we never see them other than in the headshots in Spade's Slick's uh, battle I'm chest. I'm sure that will come up it's at some point. It's not the battle chest. It's the war chest, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and then, of course, who's the cue ball of this gang? And who is Lord English? And why does he have such a fancy Are they kill? different people? Are they different people? If you're going to put some English on the ball, isn't that usually the cue ball you would put it in? Is that a thing? 
Think I've so? never heard that saying. I don't either. know. I might not be using that phrase correctly. I, because right. mm, I know of like Old English polish. Is that what you're referencing? No, like me, you let me do some, put some English on it. Oh, put some English. Yeah, yeah that means like a. It's a term used in playing pool. If you put some English on it, it means you're hitting the ball at such an angle to where after the cue ball strikes the ball you're aiming for, the cue ball will roll backwards yes. towards you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I never knew that. And that totally tracks for why Lord English is called Lord English and the leader of a felt pool-themed gang. I yeah. learned things. I've never been great at billiards. I dated a guy for a while who was like super into pool and whenever he would come to campus, we always spent the entire time playing pool in the basement of the dorms. Uh, he always beat me because I'm bad at pool, but there was one time where I hit the cue ball just right that it bounced over the ball I was trying to hit and flew off the table. Like, to the other <laughs> side of the room. And he just fucking <laughs> stared at me and just said, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> because we fail upwards in this house. <laughs> Was that a scratch? I guess, technically. I don't know. Uh -huh. I'm bad at pool. That's, that's okay. But I'm here to have fun with my friends. All right. That feels super short, but also... I don't want to it's dwell the on intermission. the intermission. It's, for it's totally long. fine. It's fine. All you need to know is you have the felt. They're led by some mysterious dude named Lord English. They're based off of pool balls. You have the Midnight Crew. They are exiles from the Trolls session of the game. That's not a spoiler because we just saw it at the very end, but it feels still feels like a weird thing to say. Um, and you've got Snowman, who, if... She dies, the universe dies too. Bastion, did Crowbar, I miss anything? Crowbar is important. Um, yeah, it, that's that's pretty much all the and, relevant and stuff. And Stitch is a damn good tailor. Stitch is a damn good Wacky tailor. Wacky time travel. Gaudy as the Cairo overcoat may be, it is made out of space time. So it like, still rocks. I guess I'd I can't fault the fashion too that. much. Um, yeah. That's a podcast. That's a podcast you want to give baby. us our, our reading assignment. That's a spicy Sam? podcast. Yeah. For next time, we starting Act Four. Woo! What do we get at the beginning of Act Four? We get some nice stuff. We get more troll conversations, because you know the trolls have been kind of crescendoing uh, in their important to the story. We also get, I would say, perhaps the most iconic piece of music in Homestuck. We also get a rather long. Uh, walk around flash which is why this next session is a little shorter in terms of page number the next walk around flash which i have not experienced and will continue to not experience as someone who's reading homestuck on the current viz media site and read it at the first time on a mobile device should hop on the browser just to play with it i should just, it's yeah, still like, i'm still just gonna listen to doctor over and over while i read the page because doctor's a fucking good song looking forward to it but for next time, we read pages 1358 through 1406. If you've seen Rose, you've gone too far. If you've heard from Rose, that's okay. If you have seen Rose, that's and too far. that's it. We did a podcast. You can follow us on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. Say something nice about us. Leave us your favorite copy pasta whatever you can follow uh samariel on tiktok at 
ghost in the bathroom. Uh, the code word to let us know that you came from here is Catboy Approved. Um, Frankenfiles update? Frankenfiles update is Sam needs to uh, get $300 together to buy a mic because uh, things are broken. <laughs> and I can't oh. film until I get one. So Frankenfiles is uh, currently on a pause. But... This episode's coming out on August 31st, and we're recording on August 5th, so by the time this episode comes maybe out, maybe there will be maybe something. things will happen. If you want updates, what? come follow us on social media at Uncanny Product, and we'll be uh, Uncanny Productions on YouTube. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, thank you for listening to us Ding Dongs talk There's about There's so comics. many other podcasts out there, and the fact that you, like, listen to this... Yeah. It's a lot. Even if you know us in real life and you're just listening because you know us in real life, that's, that's thanks. Also sweet. When, yeah, thanks. When you folks who listen in real life send me Facebook messages that are like, hey, I caught up on your podcast and I'm reading Homestuck along. That means a lot and I really I've enjoy it. I've got some online friends in various Discord servers that I'm in that's like, oh, I've been listening to Sam's podcast. And I'm like, babe, that's so sweet. What? Mm-hmm. what? Yeah. That makes me feel thanks. real good. So thank you to all you beautiful people listening to our voices. Yeah. And thank you especially for not skipping the intermission episode. I should give this episode some clickbaity title, like the best line. Or in all or of we leave some, some kind shit. of like secret something in this episode. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. If you are going to Sam's TikTok from this episode, comment cat girl approved. <laughs> Alright. Let's get out of uh, here. Alright. Listener. Hit next. <laughs>